going on, everybody? This is AJ Capasso, host of Talking with the Source. Man, I'm here with one of my best friends. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. Hey, buddy. How's it going? I'm Brian John Laverty, and I'm from Huntophobia, Parapost, and the Global Ghost Hunt. Founder of all. Founder. Well, I don't like to say founder, but yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you. Uh, I feel you. you got it. But Probably. that was uh, that was an interesting uh, intro. I had to. I had to think think of something different, you know. Just yeah, that's cool. Right. Thanks. Thanks. Very I mean, cool. I, we don't have Robin to go. It's Robin, so I had to think of something. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's Brian. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you for keeping it real. Um, I just want to introduce um, one of our guests. Um, obviously, we are live on Parapost. We're live on Parapost International. Um, also, shout out to Global Ghost Hunt. If you have any teams that you would like to register or yourself, head over to www.globalghosthunt.com. Um, we right now have a, a location in Alabama that just registered with us, and they were looking for teams to come investigate that location. So if you're in that area, please reach out to us and let's, let's get you guys going. But without further ado, I want to introduce... Aaron Hoffman, the shadow of a view beyond magazine. Let's bring him up. Aaron. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, good. What's up, RGV? You got to come up with something when you enter when you enter a show. I know. He you you got to have a little saying or something. I know. Mine's yo peeps. Yo peeps. I like that. <laughs> well, look at how we go with. Uh... What's up, my spooky little parafreak? There you go. That's good. There you go. There you go. Is it, that's kind of what you say when you enter when you come into a podcast, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And there you go. That's what you have to say. I like when you it. come on the show. I like it. I like it. Well, anyway, um, last time you were on, you were on as a guest host. Um, I tried not to give away too much of your information, but unfortunately, I think I did. So I'm probably going to repeat myself, but. If you could tell everybody like how you even got into this, like how'd your journey start in the paranormal, man? Well, when I first started getting uh, into paranormal investigation, you know, trying to find other teams that I could uh, learn from, you know, what was the uh, new effective equipment, equipment that actually worked, mm -hmm. um, location. But all I was finding was like book of popular location, you know, time life. Uh, most haunted places or whatever, just stuff like that. Um, or I'll find something that was just on one team, but nothing that really gave me what I was looking for. Mm. So my wife and I were leaving the store and I was just griping and she goes, you have a degree in graphic communications. Why don't you just start your own magazine? Um, so yeah, I've been kicking myself ever since, you know, cause she's right. I should have thought of that, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it just took me about a month to refine the format that I wanted to go on. And the whole point was to make a resource that was created by the community. Everybody can share their ideas. Uh, people are creating new equipment. It's a chance for them to showcase their work and even sell it. Um, new techniques. And similar to Global Ghost Hunt, I wanted to get information out there that about locations that aren't so known. Yeah. 
definitely mm. absolutely i mean there's so many that i've been seeing that i've never heard of in my entire life so it's mm -hmm. so great that you know you're doing that there's other people actually you know promoting stuff like that even these tv shows are promoting um places that i've never heard of which is really cool but i like what you're doing with the um with the magazine and i, I love how you bring the community into it and um you know it's really for the community and that's awesome um what goes into like like having a magazine man like what goes into that like i don't even know all right well uh full disclosure before i go into that um I mean, I don't want people to hit the panic button or anything, but I am discontinuing a view beyond, and I'm going to start up something else, a paranormal magazine uh, with uh, Matt Barron and a few others. Uh, it's mostly because uh, a view beyond that's my baby, and I'm not really willing to share in it yet, but I also realized that, and this segues right into your question, it's a lot more work than I thought it would be. Hmm. I definitely need help with this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of times people think, you know, you just write an article, you slap it together and you just print, you know, print it out, but that's not really the case. You have to kind of screen what you're going to put in. You know, you got to edit it. Uh, sometimes there are translation problems, especially when you're dealing with stories from somewhere else around the world. And you want to make your, uh, the people that submit their stories, you want people to take them seriously. And I know some people may have some trouble spelling or have trouble with punctuation. So I usually do a pre-read and fix all that for them. I don't change their story. I don't change their wording. I just clean it up. Um, you got to look at pictures. You got to figure out, you know, is this picture going to be good enough to use? Is it in focus? Because one of the biggest problems we have in the paranormal community is videos or photos that are not clear and that where people start to say oh well you know they shot a crappy photo because they don't want us to see them pulling wires or some shit you know stupid shit like that um so yeah it, you gotta be very careful with screening your photos and videos um and you gotta have the right software uh putting together a magazine requires you know planning requires uh networking with a lot of people getting whatever you need uh and it also requires a lot of uh digital support um or a, a digital platform you got to set up a facebook page you got to set up a twitter and instagram uh, if you really want to reach out you got to set up a website yeah, uh, marketing. This is, yeah, yeah this is a lot of work yeah no definitely mm -hmm. i mean it's a lot of work just to run a channel so or even a podcast so i can't mm -hmm. imagine what that would be brian you have any questions for him yeah i was just going to ask so you said that you guys are planning to start up a new one where yes. what is the direction for that one and where do you want to take it uh it, it, it's the same thing we were doing with i was doing with a view beyond we want to keep it a paranormal resource a resource um for the community by the community you know that mission isn't changing um and as far as direction i would actually like to see it reach a point where it eventually gets printed for one yeah, i was going to ask you that yeah uh, i would like it to be a printed magazine uh and two to be one of those resources that you know as 
mainstream science still has its hesitation with, you know, our field being a legitimate scientific field, but at least have it be a magazine where even the scientific community will, okay, you know, let, let's talk mm-hmm. about this. You know, let's take a look at this. Yeah. And to, just to follow up with that, my thought on this, that you said that it was very, very difficult with the view of beyond with uh, what you're doing with this magazine. What are the steps that are gonna, you're going to have to take to actually get a hard copy out there? Because I can imagine that's going to be a lot tougher than what yeah. you're dealing with now with just online. Right. And when, when, okay, I want to start off uh, with selling digital copy. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure when we'll start doing that. We may start off as free. Uh, we may do it where people pay to advertise in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we may, uh, in order to keep it free, we may sell merch. You know, we're, we're looking at several ideas to try to at least some way, somehow generate the fund needed to get it into a printer uh, medium. Uh, even the small local press that you're looking at, like 150 G. Yeah. And that's just for a certain number of copies. Wow. Wow. And uh, that's that's uh, that's going to take sponsors. That's going to take advertisers. That's yeah. going to take, you know, a lot of different, if I could say this, tree branches to bring this magazine together. Mm-hmm. And like, and I'm glad you said that, what you said earlier about, you know, it's difficult. And it's the exact same thing with Global Ghost Hunt and what we're doing with Global, trying to get it out there, trying to get people to see it. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's even people I've spoken to that said, Global, what's that? And they're on Facebook all the time. They're just not mm-hmm. seeing those videos or the posts or um, the podcasts that are talking about it. So it's 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 very interesting. And I and I liked your magazine. And for people that are still interested in the magazine, it is on Global Ghost Hunt website page. So right. if you want to go over there and you know do what you do and stuff like that. So once this new one comes out, I'm hoping that we, once the new one comes, that we can replace the a view uh, beyond and with the new magazine on the website. Right. So at least and, that's going to help you in some regards and maybe getting some advertisers and stuff like that. So right. um, as it sits right now, my goal is uh, next month will most likely be the last month I release a new issue, mm. but I will keep the site up until july or june i'm not exactly sure when when my uh wick membership expires um but i will keep it up for the remainder of uh my package and uh hopefully if i can get it set up right when we get a new site up and we start getting a magazine going i can actually uh reach out to some people that are already in the magazine of you beyond and see if they would like their stories reprinted in the new magazine Mm. because some of these are really cool stories uh amazing cases uh one of the ufo case from uh 1942 i think it was but this is a legitimate military uh, military document proven and he sent pictures of the copies of it. The military actually recorded a UFO event by a Royal Air Force pilot. You know, and that just, just I think that's relevant because of what's happening today. Yeah. You know, people are starting to hear about, you know, how America is shooting things down and UFO leak being released. And 
So yeah, do you think? Do you think? Uh, and with a magazine like this, and I get wh- where you're going, and I understand all the work it takes. But mm-hmm. have you thought about maybe? Yes, you want to stay within the paranormal, UFO. I'm assuming cryptid and mm-hmm. and all those things. But have you thought about maybe going outside of that a little bit? That's going to cater towards also the enthusiast or. Well, um, I, you know, just not strictly with paranormal and all that stuff, like actually getting maybe other stories in there too, like human, human stories yeah, in some way. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm actually doing right now is, uh, I'm setting up the groundwork for, uh, my new podcast cause I'm shutting down Spectre radio. Um, but the new podcast is called tinfoil hat and it's mm. all conspiracy. Yeah. And that I think would be a little bit easier to get some people involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know who you th- you know who I'm thinking about who you should reach out to also, and it's on the true crime aspect of things would be uh, James Dawson mm-hmm. uh, because he does he's bringing out a, a podcast in June or July of uh, this year, and it's going to be nothing but. Uh, true crime with a yeah. little bit of a paranormal mix in it, but it's mainly going to be true crime. Like, have yeah. you even thought about maybe going in that direction, like putting true crime stories in your magazine as well? Because that would really cater to like a lot of people because a lot of people love true crime. Yeah. Well, yeah. I am actually uh, work, uh, thinking about doing a small series yeah. um, about the Volusia Act murder case. Okay. And another case here in Minnesota that had the same thing. There was a house out in the middle of nowhere, only five years away, uh, five years later. Mm. Um, but an entire family was murdered by an axe. Yeah, I've 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 seen quite a few videos on the Valexa house, and it's it seems really really interesting. Right, um, and because there's yeah. a case in Minnesota that almost mirrors that, and the fact. The guy who killed his family in Minnesota actually left a note that said that I did it. And I I kind of have a theory of maybe he's talking about not just his family, but maybe he was the one who was involved in the Velisca Act murder case. Mm, interesting. Interesting. That's cool. And I think it's definitely, I think uh, for yourself and the people that are going to be working with you, um, and if you can find people in those certain areas like true crime, you know, mm-hmm. different areas where they can concentrate on putting those articles together for you, for your magazine. I think that's definitely a direction you'd want to go. At least that way, you're not doing everything. Yeah. So you yeah. actually assign somebody to true crime. You assign somebody to something else. You study this. They study that. That way, mm-hmm. once everything's done, you just put it together and you you have a magazine. Right. You know, and, you know I... Well, I didn't think it would um, be this much work because at first it really wasn't. It was just me. I make a magazine. I release it every month. Got a Facebook page. Done. That was really all there yeah. was to it. But over the month, give me, it grew into something that it had to have advertisement for. I had to have marketing for it. It grew into um, having people submit things. And now I'm not just putting articles together. I'm actually having to do like a real editor. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, listen, I just heard you guys talking about that UFO story that was in a view beyond magazine. You said, and did you guys happen to see today that what Biden said about the unidentified objects that they, that we knocked down. Okay. So ever since the China balloon that came over, 
there's been three um, three unidentified flying objects that they mm-hmm. that they shot down. So Biden finally comes out and goes, "Oh yeah, they were all just balloons from uh, a private company." Like, yo, it wasn't a balloon. Did you see it? Like, it was metal. You know what I mean? It's not a balloon. No, I didn't see it. No, oh, I didn't man. see it. Oh, man. It's crazy. And, like, he's just blowing it off as it's like, oh, it's just a balloon. Don't worry about it. But it, not to, like, interrupt what you were saying, Aaron, but it's just funny. No, I, I get it. UFO, you know? Yeah. Now, yeah. With that being said, um, I still have one question. With everybody focusing on that, yeah. Has anybody heard anything about uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell? And yes, did you see the list? It nobody's talking about that. Just did everybody's talking about you know the shooting down of these strange objects? They sent out a list. So are the is this the list that people that were going to this island? Yes. Ah, okay. There's and a the list, list is out there. There's, there's some big names on that around. list. Oh, there's a fake list. Oh, there's, okay. a, there's a fake list going around that has um like Eminem on it. Mm-hmm. All these like just famous people that make no sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was uh he he had a lot of people going to that island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there's that and anything's also... possible. But the one over Alaska, the one over Alaska and um supposedly the Yukon. Um uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, who's mm-hmm. like your president, um, that's like our president, I guess. Um, uh, but it's a prime minister, anyways. He he never said anything about balloons. He just said unidentified object. Mm-hmm. Nothing was talked about when it came to balloons. I believe they are. Um, from what I understand, somebody mentioned it the other day that China. Um, China, well, in fact, the U.S. government even watched them lift it off in China and followed it all the way from China to here. And they've been following it for about a week mm-hmm. until it became public knowledge. But yeah. um, the exact same thing here in Canada, the exact same thing over the Yukon, that they were following it from China. Now, why is China doing that? Who knows? I'm sure they have their reasons. Is it even China? Are they blaming well, somebody else because they don't want to take the blame because they're doing it? Like, at the end of the day, as I always say, and Matt tells me, that whatever's going on, we're not going to be told the full truth. Right. We're not. You're on, you're on, your mic is on, your mic is off, uh, AJ. Oh, never, I said. We'll never so, know. We'll never yeah. know the full truth. But... I just have one quick question about that whole Chinese balloon thing. For a country that is technologically as advanced as they are, <laughs> do you really think they're going to use a freaking balloon? Hey, that was just good. I'm so happy you said that because I thought the same thing. I'm like, yo, really? China just used a balloon and they're like, oh, sorry, it went off course. Like we had no way of whole, like getting you know in touch with the, this balloon. But we right. have tons now, of technology. It it it's a plausible idea to you know diminish the the the, the severity of the whole issue, yeah. Um, deception, misdirection, all that. But of course, I just feel like you know because when I first heard about it, I actually was like, oh, what the hell? Why the balloon flying over sensitive areas? You know, so, I mean, I, I, of course, I started asking questions. But the more well, I think was, about it, and I think it about was what China made, yeah. 
it was flying over Iowa. Now, isn't there a nuclear plant in Iowa? Uh, well, there, there's there's the nuclear plant in Iowa, but there's also been a lot of speculation that places like Iowa and Nebraska and Wyoming um, have hidden underground missile silos mm. just out in the middle of the field, underneath some corn uh, farm areas in some cases. Uh, so the conspiracy theory on that has always been that if we were ever go to war, you're going to see rocket trail coming out of the most unlikely places. Mm, I think we are going to go. It's getting closer and closer. Well, I my I, I put out a posting this past week saying that if they were aliens being or alien ships being shot down, we really don't have to a lot to worry about if they were shot down by our defenses. So yeah. how yeah. advanced can they be? <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, then again, though, like, it, it, then again, though, it's like, well, maybe they just, you know, allowed that to happen because I'm going to be honest, like if that was an alien thing, we just totally screwed up on a galactic level. Oh yeah. I remember you wrote that the other day too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. America was like, Screw Russia. Nuclear war is too easy. Let's go with galactic war. We could zap our entire uh, planet. Yeah. Great. Well, if we're going to go, we might as well go a good way, right? And get attacked by aliens. Go big yeah. or go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd rather be attacked by an alien than a Russian uh, nuclear exactly. missile, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'd be outside holding the sign and say, bring back Elvis. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Kidding me? I'd be on my hey, I'd be on my street corner with the sign saying "Probe me, probe me." <laughs> okay, well, I wouldn't be saying that. Sorry, but, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I just ruined it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, that just signifies or solidifies uh, you standing on a street corner, and that's your job. Well, you want to be broke. You, you, you say it enough. I mean. <laughs> You took me into uh, it. We, we love you, Robin. We love you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. funny. That's funny. But, but no, you know what? The magazine that you guys are planning on doing, I th- it sounds great. Looking forward to seeing it. And to be honest, you know I'm looking forward to putting it up on Global Ghost Hunt website. You right. know I'm there to support your new magazine. And it, so- you ha- it sounds like you have some good people coming on board. Matt, a little we'll bit see. questionable. A little <laughs> bit questionable about Matt, but you know, the, the, do you want your magazine to go in the right direction? Right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the but, risk uh, of sounding a little on the uh, other side myself, I'll go any direction it want. <laughs> no, but all serious. <laughs> in all seriousness, I'm looking forward to seeing what this magazine. Is there a name for it? Um, are you coming out with a name, or is uh, it we haven't come up with right a name now? yet. Okay. Um, okay. I just uh, I gotta get a hold of uh, Victor Santiago and Sarah yeah. Russell. Uh, get them started on his new magazine that he's putting out. Yeah. Um, there's a few people that have been asking me to teach them how to use video editing software, so I've been doing that, uh, so they can edit their own evidence and try to get everything up on YouTube. So. No, I've just been busy. It got to the point where I was stepped away from total burnout. I mean, I almost mm, just yeah. quit without telling anybody. You know, I was just yeah. gonna drop everything and walk away. But I think I'm we all honest. feel. 
I think we all feel that way at one point. I felt that way at one point, and I believe I spoke to AJ about that. And I've been feeling it. uh, We had a conversation. I think it was when was it in June or July? And I was getting to the point where I was really feel like I was really feeling like this was too much. A lot, a lot going on. Uh, The uh, Parapos Network really trying to get that out there. Uh, the hauntophobia stuff, and now the global ghost hunt. I've I just started feeling like I was starting to get a little bit overwhelmed. We all go through it, but you know it's always good to have that person. Like for me, I had AJ and I had uh, somebody else as well, um, and talking to them and um, them putting things into perspective on right. what you're well, doing and what you're trying to achieve. So yeah, right. I mean, that, that was a large part of it. But the other part was also, uh, as a paranormal investigator and a researcher, when I'm trying to get all the information for uh, an investigation or an article, I find myself finding cases that showcase the absolute darkness and depravity of the human mind. Mm. Um, and you know, you start getting into those really graphic and violent cases and you start learning the history, you know, that start to rub off on you after a while. Um, and, uh, I've only told one person this and I'm, I'm all right with talking about it now, but for a while I was actually getting to, uh, experience darkness myself to where by the end, I was afraid of what I would do and not feeling bad about it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I just had to kind of shut everything down for a little bit. Yeah. You know what? And this isn't a, a th- sorry, AJ, this is a thought for an article that I would really like to read. And obviously you guys need to, you know, do some research on it, but I would like to know more about the dark web. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a real, real interesting article to write about the dark web because we always yeah. hear about it but that's so funny you said that and it's just i've never actually seen anybody write an article about it i'm sure there is out there but oh, yeah. i would like to see you guys write something along that lines because i think it'd be really really interesting read if you guys do all your research and get all the proper contacts and stuff like that and that's yeah, something well, to think about for sure it certainly you know i've actually thought about that myself because i know that there has been um a growing trend of people uh, putting up videos of them uh unboxing something that they bought off the dark web at random mm. hello moto sorry i had to, I had to. yeah yeah I love it's been that. a while since i've heard the i've heard right. that ringtone right <laughs> but right. um but not, not to interrupt you, Aaron, but I wanted to say was it's so funny that you guys mentioned the dark web because I actually wanted to do a podcast about the dark web because there is it's so disgusting. At the same time, it's so fascinating, like well, depending on what you're covering. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that goes back to what I was uh, talking about with people. They buy things. They buy mystery boxes from the dark web. Yeah. And then they make a video of them opening up and showing what you but what they bought. But They're are gonna... they really? Are they really though? That's the question. Well, for the sake of the arg- argument, let's just say that they are. Okay. Some of the stuff that they get 
uh, comes with some pretty disturbing uh, implications coming from a crime scene or coming from somebody that died or used in a crime. So the current risk right now, not only is there the risk of buying something illegal that could get you in jail, there's also the risk in the paranormal sense that you're going to have something sent to your house that you may not be able to get rid of so easily. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You're absolutely right. I mean, I you saw know, a guy, I saw a guy mm. pick up a Divic box, like, and he thought it was mm. a joke and he actually had something in it, like where he was like experiencing some serious things in his house where he didn't even want to film cause he was that scared. And it wasn't some YouTuber who thought like he wanted to get a million subscribers. It was just some guy who like literally thought it was, you know, cool. And just yeah. wanted to do it. And who knows what's in those boxes, man. I mean, God forbid you get one of those mystery boxes and it's a pedophile. You know what I mean? And you got yeah. some nasty kids like having, you know what I mean? Like that, oh, that would bother me. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know where uh, Raymond got the wannabe co-host, right? Yeah, right there in your name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you put that. <laughs> well, I am a co-host. I want to be a Yeah, co-host. but want to be. Yeah, I want to be. Well, why don't you just join us? Want to be showing the dark side, Luke? Uh, well, no. you know what? I have problem with the dark side with you too. So, you know, I have my own dark. It's a Canadian dark side. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> I know Brian gets invited to some very uh, creepy things. Oh, let's not even start with that. I don't get invited. This is ridiculous. Jeez. Some of the messages that I get through Messenger are. Unbelievable. Be, be his friend long enough in the right circle, and some of that bullshit on him will trickle your way because it's already yeah. happening to me. No, I'm sorry no. about that. I'm no, sorry. no, I'm sorry I do not want to be his wingman ever after what I've witnessed. I'm good. Brian, did you get the fonts that I sent you? No, I didn't. What? Yeah, fonts? did you get the fonts that she sent you? What fonts? What fonts, Pam? What fonts? I don't know. I don't know what he means by which is the same same color color tone as maple syrup. Really, Raymond? Yeah, Raymond. (laughs) Most random, most random stuff that you could say, Ray will say. Maple syrup, the Canadian drink of choice. How was how was investigating with Ray? Tell me it was awesome. What's that? Like investigating with Raymond because he must come up with the most random stuff when you're investigating. I love it. Well, once we got past the whole Canadian thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and making fun of me being a Canadian. Uh, <laughs> other than that, it was, you know, and I'm going to leave that in the video when he said, when he said, uh, forgive Brian because he's Canadian. This is oh. when we were in Carl's room uh, at Bobby <laughs> Mackey's. And uh, it was quite funny. And it, in all honesty, it really didn't surprise me that he said it. But uh, no, Raymond, um, Raymond is very, very interesting to investigate with. <laughs> Yes, I could imagine. But that's why in a I good love- way. In a good oh, way. Yeah. In a oh, good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. very um when Raymond investigates, it's very nonchalant. It's like if something happens, is he's gonna go, okay, whatever. So, you know, it's it's like it doesn't phase him at all. And um I thought I thought it was interesting. And it's uh obviously we all know who Raymond is. He's a good person. Um, but I enjoyed investigating with them for sure. Is Bobby, Bobby Macy's yeah. all they say it is? Um, no. Okay, explain. To be honest. 
Explain. Uh, Bobby Mackey's, if I were to put it on a scale to 1 to 10, 10 being the uh, very, very active, mm-hmm. and then low and the 1 being not very active, I would put Bobby Mackey's at a negative 3. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, Bobby Mackey's, I think the problem with Bobby Mackey's, I think because so many fake paranormal investigators have gone there, that have mm. really, really hyped it up to something that it's really not. Mm. I will say it's more dangerous in the parking lot than it is in the actual, um, in the well, actual uh, yeah. uh, restaurant bar, because there there have been shootings out in the parking lot and people oh, have wow. died. So, um, but it's been a rough Bobby, part of town. But pardon me, it's in a somewhat rough part of that town. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, town. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you go and like um, one thing you'll see in some videos, you see there's train tracks out behind Bobby Mackey's. Yeah. Beyond that, there's I guess there's a trail or something like that. And a lot of homeless people live along that trail. Mm-hmm. So it's not recommended to walk down that trail at nighttime because okay. you're most likely get shot or mugged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and that's what I mean. It's more scarier. But I will say the one thing about Bobby Mackey's that is scary it's actually very, very scary. Is the pricing they charge for you to investigate there? Oh, I can't. <laughs> oh, <I> can. <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, I think uh, I think six hundred bucks for five hours is a lot of money. To be honest, well, I mean that's how much Montana so. was. Plus, you had to take out insurance, so it was another thousand. So, you oh know. wow, there you go. Yeah. Now, put to put it in perspective, we went to two places. We went to Bobby Mackey's and Octagon Hall. In Octagon Hall, mm-hmm. uh, we were there for almost fourteen hours, and we it was three hundred bucks. Wow, that's awesome. So, yeah, that's and cool. uh, to be honest. Octagon Hall could charge a lot more. I hope nobody from Octagon Hall hears this, but they could charge <laughs> a lot more because we got activity from the moment we walked in until the moment we walked out. Yeah. We were getting activity. And even Patty, uh, there's like at Octagon Hall in the back, there's like a little hut and there's like a fireplace and a kitchen in there. She captured an EVP just before we left, and that was around 830 in the morning. Wow. She captured it on her uh, her camera. Wow. So, and it was uh, really, really, really interesting. But honestly, I, Bobby Mackey's overhyped, overdone. And um, I wish people would stop talking about the basement being a portal to the hell. I just don't think there's a portal to hell in the basement, to be honest. No. And that all begun with Mr. Uh, Mr. Fack. Uh, fact, uh, what do you, what's the, what's, I think Zach Matt has Vegas. a word for him. I know it's Zach, but he has another word for him. I can't remember what it is. Backward. Something, yeah, whatever. I think, uh, isn't Zach Baggins the one that started that and also showed the, the clip of Carl? Yep. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I don't think Carl was possessed. I think Carl was just a schizophrenic and that's all he was. I mean, it's possible, um, yeah. Yeah, so anyhow, it is Absolutely. what it is. But if I were to recommend Bobby Mackey's, I would say drive past it and say, okay, I was there, and then drive on. 
There you go. <laughs> you heard it first. I mean, I can't even say anything to that. Yeah. Right. Well, Aaron, I know you have some stuff you want to share with us that are some evidence, so please bring it up. Oh, excellent. Um, well, this one. And Pam says, Here cool, we love the honesty. So tell us what we're watching here. Okay, so this, this is Carlos Avery. Uh, it's a wildlife management area. And this is one of those cases I was talking about earlier where it just gets really dark really quick. But in 1911, there was a double murder. A guy killed a farm owner's wife and then one of the hands. And when he... When he shot the uh, the wife, shot her in the back while she was churning butter. She didn't even know he was coming. Wow. And then he goes into the far, uh, barn and shoots the farmhand and then comes back in, drags her body through the dirt outside uh, because this is 1911, so the only way into the basement or cellar were those uh, doors on the outside to see on the, uh, outside the house. Throw, throws her down there. And then for no reason... Straightens her out, straightens out her dress, straightens out her hand, and just makes her look presentable. And when he was asked why he did it, he said, I don't know why I did it. I just felt like doing it. Wow. Uh, in 1957, there was a shootout between three brothers who were known uh, gangsters with the Minnesota State Police. Mm -hmm. Two of the three brothers were killed on site. Um, in 1980, a guy by the name of Ming Shu... Uh, kidnapped a woman and her daughter. Now, he kidnapped the woman because she was his former teacher who failed him in algebra, which kept him out of getting into an, uh, an Ivy League school. So he's got a lot of resentment. Kidnaps her and her daughter, brings her to some unknown location, locked them in a closet for about an hour. Then he grabs the mother and rapes her repeatedly on video. Oh, my God. Um... And when he was done, he grabbed both the mother and the daughter, threw them in the trunk of his car, and was going to go drive to kill him. They were making so much noise that he pulled over and he opened the trunk and started yelling at him. Six-year-old Jason Wilkman rode up on his bike wondering what was going on. And when Ming saw him, grabbed the kid, throwed him in the car, and drives all of them out to Carlos Avery. He beat Jason Wilkman to death with a tire iron. Um... But he let the mother and the daughter go. Now, Ming is still serving time in Illinois right now for that crime. Then there was a woman by the name of Barbara Provo. She was burned alive in a domestic dispute out there. And then they found a guy just in 2020. They found his body out there. Now, we investigated this place for years, and we've always gotten minimal activity. We have a good idea to where things are, but this footage was taken in the week leading up to October 31st. So it was right in that time period of saw when, when everything started to get weird. We've never had a direct interaction like this before. And Neil had built a proximity alarm that goes off when you get close to it like a REM pod. Now, you'll see him set it up and he'll explain everything. But the direct response, right with the question about blew us away. And 
I can't remember if we thought we were talking to the Alcathic brothers. I think we were. I don't know if you guys can hear that. No, I can't hear anything, unfortunately. Okay, well, he's not... No, he's just, you know, explaining verbally to go buy it. You know, showing him how it's done. And he kind of repositioned it. And, uh... First question was, can you go buy it? We didn't get anything. I can hear him slightly. He was... Yeah, no. <laughs> I tried. Nope. He's just explaining that they get get close to it and it'll light up. And then you can see it go off right there. Mm -hmm. Now he asked, she asked him to stop it. And then it shut off. And this is letting us know that it's hearing us and that it's responding to his question. He detected or turned it off and there it goes off. On. So yeah, he just told him to turn it off again. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it, it's that kind of direct interaction that blew us away. And I don't have uh, this clip. It's somewhere I, in one of my 20, 30 memory sticks in external drive. Mm -hmm. um, but we were driving down that same stretch of road and we started getting a, a K2 hit. So we stopped mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the K2 slammed all the way up into the red and at first i thought it might have been the sb11 because they had them in the same hand and i said well give me the k2 and i stick my hand out the other side of the window now that puts it at about almost nine feet away from where it was on the other side and yeah. it was still red and then i told him to turn off the truck it's still red so we have no idea what this K2 hit was. There's no power sources. There's no cell towers. It's a wildlife management area, so there's no underground powering out there. Mm. And sure enough, the damn thing moved, and we were able to follow it. Wow. Interesting. That is interesting. And I don't know if I'll get this opportunity, but this one is really creepy. Upstairs, in the corner apartment, a few months back, we had an elderly woman. We thought, we were told that she was senile. She was telling people that she was being watched by the FBI. There were surveillance vehicles out in the parking lot. Somebody was stalking her all day. Well, she died. Several months later, a new guy moved in. Nothing weird about him. He seemed fine. He talked to us normally. Just over this past weekend, he was in a 72-hour hole because somebody's watching him. He's bugged. He's being stalked. He's explaining, exhibiting the same behavior that that old lady did several months prior. 
Wow. And people are asking me, do you think the apartment has some sort of influence or is there some sort of oppression or even spiritual possession? Was he possessed by the crazy lady? Yeah. That's good. That's wild. I mean, yeah. who knows? You know what I mean? Like, who who knows? Yeah, and there are some legal issues because it, uh, the apartment complex is owned by a company. But I'm going to see what I can do. And yeah, if he definitely. moves out, I want in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. hmm. Interesting. That's wild. That's wild. So, yeah. There's that. And I'm also going to be uh, taking the Minnesota Spirit Hunters for a ride. Awesome. So they just asked me to join them. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Great. Now, are you going to be joining them on the Global Ghost Hunt? Um, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, because, I mean, I, I just joined like a couple days ago. Okay. So, because I know they're doing, I believe they're doing the Victorian View, are they not? Yeah. I believe they are. Victorian yeah. View, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's I can't wait to see that video. I really want to see what that place looks like inside mm -hmm. and see what kind of activity they're having um, because that really, really intrigues me. Same thing with the uh, Oxana um, house. I want to see. Now, mm -hmm. I, yeah. did, uh, I did receive a message from her the other day in a posting that I made. Mm -hmm. um, we are, for people out there, if you're interested in investigating the Oxana house, please reach out to us. We'll get you in there because they are looking for a team to come yeah. and investigate. And <clears throat> the same thing with um, the uh, Genesee Orleans Regional mm -hmm. Art Council. They're actually looking for a team to come and investigate people. People that are going to be listening, people that are listening now or listening to the replay. If you're interested in getting into a location and you're in the area of these spots, Sign up to the sign up to, to the global ghost hunt because you have a place set up already mm -hmm. and ready to go. So uh, that is very uh, all all those places. I have to say, look really really cool. The other one I'm really interested in is the Boolean place or the yeah. Boolean Plaza. Yep. Looks really really cool. Um, I'm looking for it, and we've all seen videos on this, but I'm looking forward to seeing Todd and Marissa go into the Hensdale. Oh my God! Um, that's mm -hmm. going to be a lot of fun because let's be honest. Are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's be honest. Todd and Marissa live by equipment, and uh, they swear by their equipment. So I'm interested in seeing what their equipment picks up. They have something uh, tonight too that's going to be on Parapost. What's that? They have an investigation tonight. I don't remember where, but it's going to be on uh, Parapost tonight. Oh, really? Todd never told me. No, it was a random thing that he asked me to help him with. So. Oh, okay, cool. So looking yeah. forward to seeing that. And by the way, Raymond's is tomorrow night. Um, cool. or no, what's today? Thursday or Friday? Thursday. Thursday. Raymond's is on Saturday. And uh, he's with, um, so I can't remember the other person that he's with. Is it Brian Clay? I believe the person's name is. Do I have that right, Raymond, if you're still in the room? So uh, they're going to be going live on Saturday night as well. And uh, so we're going to have some good investigations coming up. And uh, I'm hoping to get out to see Raymond in April uh, for the Octagon Hall, uh, awesome. doing that place again. 
and uh so we're gonna have some great invest we got we're gonna have some great investigations coming up uh pam is asking aaron where are you going for the global ghost hunt yeah i mean if 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 i don't make it to hintail how i might just set up uh get my old team back together Hmm. and do carlo thavery um Okay. Along those lines, because it's Carlos Avery and it's a global ghost hunt, um, this is an example of what people need to be aware of. If you're going to do an outdoor location, you need to make sure that it's, you're not trespassing, yeah. that it's legal for you to be there. Yep. And if you're in a place that has large animal, uh, be smart because Absolutely. nobody needs to be hurt. No. Yeah, Absolutely and not. that's why we have the waiver of liability form. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> so yep. Global Ghost Hunt is protected yeah. in that way, especially if people are, especially if people are going. To, let's be honest. I'm not saying I'm. I'm clumsy. I'm generally speaking here, but I'm clumsy. there's a lot of other people out there that are not necessarily smart when it comes to investigations. Do not. And they they take the <laughs> chances of going to a place where they're not supposed to be. Yeah, global ghost hunt is just not going to be responsible for that. So uh, we have to protect ourselves from uh, any lawsuits or anything like that. Because the problem is, if they go to a place where uh, they're not supposed to be, and they get hurt, and you want to sue us, forget about it. And especially Mm -hmm. if they're in an abandoned place and somebody owns it, yeah, that owner is going to turn around not only sue the person that's in the place, but can turn around and sue global ghost hunt and uh that's never a good thing right so yeah so what is anthony offended by he's i don't know he's in his own world i think (laughs) what are you offended by (laughs) (laughs) i love Uh, and and you know what i think we should make the announcement that anthony has signed up for the global ghost hunt as well he has and uh you have my sympathy yeah, he's just okay. getting his team. No, that's not, that's not promoting. <laughs> he's just getting uh he's just getting his team together to uh you know yeah. make everything, you know, good with what they gotta split everything with. And uh yeah. he's got his waiver and liability already in with me. And Perfect. he's ready to go. He's ready yeah, to go. I'm, I'm excited. You know what I'm excited the most is to see the places that people haven't heard about. Yes. And yeah. as I said earlier, the Victorian view in Oxana and and uh, I, I've never heard of that. Now, I know people have, but I've never seen any videos on the Claiborne House that Rootless Destination right. is doing. So I'm looking forward to seeing their investigation. And uh, Melissa, the, the girls at uh, Rootless Destinations, they have so many videos out there. I can't wait to see them going there, live man. on going live on uh, Global Ghost Hunt. It's just going to be a really, really crazy 10 days. And it's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And uh, for people to also know, obviously get back to, to Aaron and talking about himself. Uh, one thing people uh, will find out as well is that we're going to be. Um, I don't think a, an event has done this like of this magnitude of like the world, the global. And I don't even think the other event has done that. But no. what we're going to be doing as well on the first weekend of the event is that we're going to be um, at a Paracon. And Jason 
Jason is going to be filming this Paracon. So it's going to be going live through uh, the Global Ghost Hunt. So he's going to be talking to people in the and by the way, it's in Tombstone, Arizona, the Paracon, which is great. Um, I'm going to be having a meeting with the owner of that Paracon. So we're going to represent them. They're going to represent us. And it's really, really going to help the Global Ghost Hunt. So we're unsure if we're going to do one or two days of the Paracon. But I believe at night as well, uh, they're going to be filming a location that people are not allowed in. Wow. Mm. That's awesome. So, you know, this is going to be, we're going to be doing a lot of things. We're going to be doing a lot of different things. And um, I'm really excited about being with Tombstone, uh, Arizona Paracon. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And people are going to get to see a place that nobody's ever able to go into. I'm so jealous. I am so jealous. I wish I had the money because I would come down there. I want to go to Tombstone so bad. Yeah. So bad. I wish I had the money, man. I would say screw my uh, PO person and I would just go. (laughs) Right. I would. Like, honestly. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be a good 10 days. And there's going to be a lot of investigations. Right now we're looking at probably 25 to 30 investigations. Wow. So um, one of them is going to be recorded. Unfortunately, PETA's is going to be recorded and it'll be played during the week because cool. at her location, there's no Wi-Fi. So they're cool. going to be recording it and um, it will go on during the week. But we're going to have a lot of investigations. There's going to cool. be a lot of good times and uh, hopefully uh, people will enjoy it and and uh, get to see places that they've never seen before and that's that's what that's what matters so there you go AJ. there's your invitation right there i would love to go to indiana you have no idea no idea i've only been to montana that's as far out as i've been other than that it's only been florida so in chicago but i want to go far i want to go to indiana indiana sounds awesome um so i need to make that trip out but i'm going to come bother you pam (laughs) <laughs> but there's a but the, you're not too far away from New York. No. AJ. no but there's a there's a couple of asylums in New York that would yeah. be really good to go to for yeah. yourself. I know yeah, people yeah. have gone to I can't remember which one I can't remember what they're called, but I know there's a couple. Me and uh Todd before I actually uh end this because I actually have an appointment to go to. Um, me and yeah. Todd have been talking to uh go to a bunch of places like that in New York and stuff because there's a mansion that I want to go to in, in New York. Um, at a bunch of different places, but um, uh, you know, other than that, man, Staten Island or yeah. Island. Yeah. Um, tell me though, uh, any, right before we leave, uh, is there anything that you're looking forward to that's coming up very soon, uh, Aaron? Well, you know, we've already talked about it. We had Global Ghost Hunt coming up uh, April, yeah. uh, May 4th through the 14th, and then we have the next one, October 19th through the 29th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, WWE. We already have teams signing up. We already yeah. have teams signing up for October. Yep. So yep. get on so. there, globalghosthunt.com. Uh, a view beyond. Uh, you can still get the magazine right now at avvmagazine.com. Uh, next month will be the last issue that gets released. But as I said, the site will remain open uh, for a few more months, uh, which will give me time to get the next magazine launched so that we can transition. Um, Excellent. I'm looking forward to seeing the new one. And my new podcast, Tinfoil Hat, Conspiracy Podcasting. So once I get that launched, be sure to check that out. Uh, 
I'm hoping I don't end up like Alec Jones, but hey, you never know. Hey, that's awesome, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to shout out besides your podcast and everything all that? That's it. Dude, when's the podcast? When's the podcast starting? Uh, Probably in about a month. I mean, I just need to get a couple things uh, taken care of, logo design, branding, things like that. Excellent. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. Well, I look forward to talking with you when when that comes out. Also, when your podcast starts so we can have you back on to promote that. Um, And, dude, you're always welcome, man. You're like a brother. So thank you. Well, again, my condolences. So I apologize (laughs) for being a world pain in the ass, as my mother would say. But No. (laughs) Yeah, Pam's excited about Tin Hat. So it's going to – it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and looking forward to seeing it on Parapost. It will be. uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I Yeah. um, and we got more podcasts coming out too. So it's hey, going to be a lot of fun. Jen Jacobs is coming out with a new podcast. So she's going to be on the page as well. Uh, so it's going to be Parapose Network Central is going to have a lot of exciting things coming up. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I, I wish I didn't have to go to this stupid uh, appointment. But thank you. I appreciate you guys <laughs> so much. And thank you guys for coming on. Aaron, thank you so much. Um, no problem. And I look forward to talking with you again on here, man. All right. All right, guys, Take care. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Have a good Bye, one. Bye, Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you, thank too. You. So thank Thanks, you for being man. my co-host. No, no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. No, you going yeah. in and out uh, put me on the spot a little bit. I had to. I had to. <laughs> I had to. I put had me to. on the spot. I wasn't sure what to say. I uh, usually with my, my with my show, I, I have everything scripted, right? So I yep. know what's going to be said and stuff like that. but. Um, I think we handled it. I think we did well. Yeah, and, no, uh, we did. I love talking to Aaron. Aaron's Aaron's knowledgeable. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of things to say. But I'm I'm telling you, he really yeah. should consider doing um, an article on the dark web. I think it would yeah. be really really cool. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking well, forward man. to seeing his new show and his new magazine for Absolutely. sure. Yeah, but thank you, AJ, for asking no, me. I you. appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, I will uh, definitely talk with you soon. And yes. thank you so much for everything you're doing with Global and Parapost. And keep up the great work, my friend. Thanks. Thanks, man. All right, thank guys. You. You've watched another episode of Talking with the Source. Talk to you later.